So my kids are going to two different schools, and both of the schools have different approaches to homework. Which kids and which, which right, grades? What grades, really? So Anna's in fifth grade. Okay. And she's going to an elementary school, not a charter, just a regular elementary. And she has homework every night. Okay. It's not complicated homework. How much homework? Probably, if she sat down and did it, it would be 30 minutes. But she gets up, she has conversations, so it takes her about an hour. Okay. It's not bad. When she wants to focus, she'll get it done. And I don't want to do it by page count because, like, the math assignment is six pages. But it's not six pages full of problems. It's like, here's a diagram and a thing and a very easy to understand um, example that you just fill in the numbers easily. So the six pages maybe have altogether 20 problems. Okay. It's not too bad. My other two don't The older ones. The older ones who are at a charter. Mm -hmm. The charter has a no homework policy. I love no homework policies. But it doesn't make sense because if they don't finish their work in the class, the classwork, they have to take it home, which doesn't that mean that's homework? Yes, but it's but it's different because it's schoolwork that became homework. So it's different. It's not homework, homework. But if you look at the amount of classwork that they're assigning. Oh, see, our school, so our school also has a mm-hmm. no homework policy. But if Lexi decides to run yeah. and she didn't do the assignment in school, we have an agreement with a teacher that she comes home and does it. Mm-hmm. And with Zandy, it kind of worked a little bit. Lexi doesn't run nearly as much, but now that Zandy, so when Lexi comes home and does her homework, she like hates it because she knows that she could have done it in school and had time to play. Yeah. Zandy, it clicked of like, oh crap, I don't want to do this here or there. Mm-hmm. I might as well do it there. So at least here I can get a pickle. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Although every now and then I realize with things that are triggering for Zandy, she'll just want to take it home because I'm a lot more patient with her, mm-hmm. apparently, which I don't think so. Because I'm like, do you realize I always get up and go to the other room, breathe deeply, throw things at the couch, <laughs> and then come back and calm? Like, do you realize that I want to throw things when I try to teach you? But anyways, they have a no homework policy, too. Yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. You have my kid for six hours a day. They, as it is, don't get enough playtime. There's studies saying that they should be out playing and exploring mm-hmm. and doing their own imaginative play and pretend. They say now that after third grade, imaginations, like, decrease by, like, 50%. And, like, people aren't being as creative as they used to be and imaginative as they used to be because they have all this homework and they don't go out and all this stuff, which is, like, detrimental to, like, brain development and problem solving and, like, being able to, like, be better people in the world. So, so I have a full disagreement on that. I think homework is a necessity because I think homework trains you for what is going to happen in if you decide to go on to college and maybe even just technical college. Why do you need to learn that in second grade? Why can't that start in like six, like sixth grade? Sixth grade starts a homework policy. You have sixth, seventh, eighth. You have sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleven, and twelve. You have seven years to get used to homework. So that you're ready and ready for college. Because I think those grades need to focus on note-taking and appropriate standards of writing and communication. When you start a philosophy of you're going to have some stuff you have to do at home, some self-learning, it actually enforces self-learning and a desire to self-learn in the future. I think the, the importance of child's play is so much more important than... I've seen my children stuff. play. It's not important. <laughs> 
Oh, but it is. <laughs> There's so much to it. There's so much to all the play and the imagining problem solving My that kids comes with being outside. They have no imagination. They have no problem solving. It breaks because down. Because they have homework. No, that's not, that's not <laughs> probably not true. Um, that's a little dramatic. No, it's, I, I had homework all growing up. I went to very intense private school at first and then once I got to elementary school, like we all, I always had homework and I would go above and beyond. Oh yeah, you're Asian. Like I remember in the sixth grade, you had to write a short three page story about an Egyptian in Egypt because I had a great sixth grade teacher who would tie in what we were studying in history with English and it was wonderful. But you think I did three pages? I wrote a book. Of course. I wrote a book that was 16 chapters long. I didn't do three pages. I loved it. And I think that enforced my imagination and it made me more creative and it made it more interesting because I wrote a story. But take my kids who are ADHD and already have a hard time putting it together Mm -hmm. in school. And then now you're asking for the three hours I have them to actually bond and connect and like talk about social emotional learning and all this other stuff for us to take an hour of that time to do more homework and more schoolwork to enforce that part. And then you have an hour of like... I think it's what the schoolwork is. Because for me, homework always has to be about the kids learning how to do it themselves. I don't think they learn that in school. At least from what I've noticed. The classrooms are so crowded. The teacher's focus is so diverted that if you can bring them home and let them sort of explore how they want to solve the problem or address it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Our school's like that, though. Our school has a lot more independent and built into it, mm-hmm. where you have small instruction with the teacher with five or six students. And while that teacher is doing that, there's another aide who's walking around and everyone's doing their own thing. Like, there's, like, a life job that they're yeah. doing a worksheet on their own, or there's, like, other math jobs that they're doing or whatever. So there's a little bit more independence built in than that. So, so I guess like how, how big is your kid's classroom? Like how many kids? 23. Yeah. My kid's classroom is 38 students. 38? And there is a teacher and there is a parent volunteer sometimes. 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 It's not even all the time, you know. So when you have that many kids, homework becomes a necessity if you want your kid to learn. And for me, it is a bonding time with Anna. I sit there with her. I help her. Sometimes I get really frustrated because she'll play dumb and she's not dumb. This kid is actually very bright. She'll just decide, today I don't know how to read this very simple word because I'm not in the mood to. And you have to take her away. Like, we've learned tactics where midway through her homework, she'll want to stop. This is why it takes an hour instead of 30 minutes. And tell me a story related to something that happened when they were learning the math. And you that's when you stop. You're like, tell me. Tell me what happened. Let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. And then it goes back to it. But what's happened, actually, that's very interesting lately is she has learned how to do her homework in a separate room away from Bobby and myself, which before she couldn't. She had to be by our side again, the attachment issue. So she has learned, I want to get this done because I want to have stuff to do when my brother and sister get home with them. Like I want to be able to play or I want to be able to relax. I don't want to be doing my homework. So she has learned to self-manage her homework load by herself without needing a parent next to her the full time. That's cool. And I think that's a vital tool to have if you're going to have success later on, being able to work on your own at a job. But I feel like you can to... still get that in later years. I mean, they, you have 13 years of school. But 13, I look at... do you really need homework in first grade, second grade? I look at Bella. Third grade. So I got Anna when she was in first grade. Right. And Bella was in fourth grade. And Bella, because 
for many issues, but even with the homework, was having problems the entire time. Anna had homework right away from the private school in first grade. Very simple. In fact, they had a program. It was like 50 bucks a week, and she could go four days a week for 30 minutes after school with the teacher, and the teacher just did it with the kids that stayed after school. And they worked on the homework all together, so it was all done by the time we picked him up. But that strengthened, because it wasn't actually that many kids who did that. A lot of parents just picked their kids up right after school, so it would be six students in this classroom, and the teacher so would go through it. Class-to-teacher ratio is huge. Yeah, I mean, you, that's that a big problem. teacher has to build a relationship with the students to learn how they learn and yeah. be able to reach them the way they need to be reached because every kid is different. Yeah. And when you have 38 kids in a class, it's tough. It, there's no way you can you're do gonna that. You're going to get overwhelmed. You're, you're surviving. You're not yeah. thriving. Like you're constantly just mm-hmm. figuring out how to make it work versus like growing. I can't even imagine that because the girls' school is not like that at all. It's like there's a social emotional aspect to it. Every child learns at their own pace. So, I mean, the girls are doing things. They're in second grade, and they're doing first grade math and reading. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher is reading, is teaching things from first grade all the way to third and fourth because there's some people who are reading at higher levels. But no child's, no child's left behind, but no child's stuck either. But I'm telling you where the issue becomes is that I've got now Bella in the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Where you're saying, great, let her start with this homework and stuff and bringing school. I'm thinking home more like and, sixth grade. But even there in sixth grade, when she was, you know, at a, I think she was in a private school and had homework, the what she's supposed to have learned by now is prioritizing the classwork in class and making it a priority at home to get it done. Okay. But she does not prioritize it in class. And because she was so inconsistent in her homework, she doesn't, oh, I don't have homework. I don't have homework. That's what we always hear. I don't have homework. Mm-hmm. And then the teachers are like, well, but you didn't finish. You were supposed to finish at home. Or like, Bella, that's homework. Yeah, schoolwork becomes homework yeah. when you don't finish it at school. But she can't. Said. And for many reasons, she can't manage it. And at the same time, it has taken all year for Tony to understand this concept. And he did not have the learning issues that Bella had. He still has time. I mean, I go, cool. There's a school and I liked that we toured and they, I like their homework policy. And their homework policy is that they give homework. It should take about 15 to 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. It should be something they can do completely independently. It's nothing new. And it's nothing that they're going to be struggling with that they're going to need help with. It should always be like a reinforcement tool. Mm-hmm. And in the elementary years, it is strictly designed as a responsibility tool. This is your job. This is what you do when you go home. You create it, like you said, structure yeah. and plan. If it ever becomes triggering, like it can be, like certain, Zandy knows how to do simple math. Yeah. You mentioned let's do two math sheets, and she's like, and she runs. Yeah. So if it ever becomes triggering or becomes hard or becomes frustrating and is no longer a positive experience, Mm -hmm. the parent writes where they stopped. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's always a conversation. Yeah. And kind of like you see how much you can do. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a responsibility tool, but it's not. And that I'm like, okay, that makes sense because then it it, it, it teaches them yeah. the independence that you were looking at. It teaches them to get into that structure and be ready and, you know, prep and plan and mm-hmm. prioritize without the triggers that Zandy and Lexi would have. And without yeah. it taking forever and feeding into my time with my kids, yeah. you know, like I want my kids, you know, I want to be with them. You already had them for six hours. I mean, my kids are basically going to do school this summer, uh, mama school. <laughs> 
I always say they're going to and they never do. They have to. Tony, uh, Bella starts high school next year. And she has no idea how to take notes. We um, are struggling because she had a homework assignment. It wasn't a homework. It was a project. See, and Ava a said project in, in for fourth two grade, weeks. they learn that stuff. They learn to take notes. She doesn't pay attention. So she did all these notes, supposedly, for an essay. But I lost them. I don't remember what I did with them. I think I threw them away. Why? Like Bella. Because I did them in class, and then we looked them over in class, and I didn't think I would need them anymore. And I'm like... You, of course you need them. You needed them to write an essay. My hoarding tendencies right now is like cringing. I'm like, you <sighs> keep everything. I know. And she doesn't have clean notebooks. She has a messy locker. She's stealing from her friends. That's her priority. Being popular is her priority. And she wrote an essay that was god awful. <laughs> and she had an extra week. An extra week to turn it in. And I was sitting there grading it. And she's like crying because I don't get it. I don't get her. I don't get the essay. And I'm saying, no, I, I read what you were required to do and you don't meet these requirements. You did not do what was expected of you. You had to talk about symbolism in a book. Well, he ran into a fire and that was brave. I'm like, that's not symbolic. If he ran into the fire and emerged a different person, it changed his life and he became a better person and he was a bad person before, that's symbolic. It's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. He's renewed himself. He has been cleansed. But just running into a fire to save some kids, that is bravery. That's legit bravery right there. It's not a symbol of bravery. And Bobby's like, why are you even trying to help her write this properly? And we got into a fight. You and Bobby? Yeah. Because he's like, what's the point? She doesn't get it. She's not at that cognitive level. Just have her turn in what she's capable of and see what she gets. I said, she's going to get a fail. He's like, yeah. What do you want us to do about it? So, I don't know. That's the big that's debate. Because then that's your internal thing of like, why well, don't my kid to fail? If it was a fail for your kid, it's a fail for you. No, it's not a fail for me. It's why am I letting her fail when I am perfectly capable of showing her where she went wrong? But it's like me with Jackson. I can show Jackson his numbers all day long. But when he comes to the, the table one day, and because of his condition and disability... He's not going to know them because his brain's not going to be able to retrieve them. I don't expect Bella to have eloquently written sentences. I don't expect her to have the best thought out right. ideas. But this was half-assed. See, that's hard, too, is when you realize, like, okay, that fine line of going, but you are more than this. Like, I see mm -hmm. more potential in you yeah. than you see in yourself. Yeah. That's hard because you want to push that. Yeah. Without hurting. And, and you know harming. what can do that? Homework. You know what also can do that? Play. Play can give you the self-confidence and everything else. Team, no homework, no fold. I say team homework and always fold your stuff. Even your dirty laundry. Tune in every week to the Mother Effin Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>